Hello, hello. Peace and love, everyone. This is Ayan the Model coming back to you with another episode of Sex Talk. This is episode 20, and I have Mr. Carlson for today. Welcome. Welcome in, everybody. Just waiting for Carlson to hop on so we can get started for episode 20 of Sex Talk. We've been running this for about four months, I would say. I think I began in July, possibly. Um, it's really good to be having this consistently, and I'm really happy that I've been receiving so much feedback. A lot of people who have been on the call have also asked asked to be on sex talk so if you are also interested then please reach out about to join him now so that we can get this party started i didn't accept him so let's see what this whole thing got going on oh you're unable to join Yes, Sharif, episode 20. It's a big deal. So, Carlson, I know you're trying to send me a request, but for whatever reason, it's not accepting. So, I also sent you an invite. And if you can. There you go. Hey. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Yana? Good. How are you? You can hear me? I can hear you. Need little tiny adjustments. Um, is there a way to tilt your camera so that we can see your face a little bit? I know I'm trying to figure that out right now. One second, I got you. That's better. Yes, way better. Okay. How you doing? Good. I see a comment that's from Charday says, "I'm here to get all the jewels to be ready, but I need to get a man talk first because it's difficult out here." <laughs> I know. I'm really happy that Carlson asked to join. So thank you for asking to join. He actually um, requested to be on the talk. And I love when, you know, men are very open to speak about this type of subject and to just speak openly um, about their own experiences, especially when something like this can be very triggering for some people and also can um, be very private for other people. So thank you. Right, I appreciate you having me. And I definitely support you. Yeah. Well, definitely. That's what we do. Support. So just to have a brief introduction and to let everyone know who you are, just briefly say, you know, your name, um, briefly what you do, and uh, then we can get started with questions. Okay. So briefly, Carson, um, what I do, professional uh, photographer based on South Florida. So that's pretty much the gist of what I do as far as that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Carlson and I have worked together um, a few times, both in the last, I would say, maybe like three years. We worked together last year. We just worked together a couple months ago. Um, and we always make amazing uh, things when we work together. So I love to collaborate with him. And um, and I think the last shoot that we did to collaborate on, we end up kind of talking about this like slightly i think we're talking more about like relationships in general and like connecting with people and what you can expect in relationships or what you can expect coming from a man or a woman's side when certain things work out and other things don't work out so i think that we're kind of like on the i guess conversation tip of relationships in general and i think maybe that's another reason why you're just like you know what maybe we can also talk about this because we i think for the first time we really settled into a good conversation the last time we hung out yeah. That, 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 that conversation definitely inspired, like, to do this tonight. So I was like, you know what? That little brief conversation actually good, inspiring, too, and, and definitely a different perspective on things. So I think that's what, like, let me open up and talk a little bit more about this. It's not so bad, you know what I'm saying? So. Hmm. Yes, so I appreciate it. So let's get started. Um, and the first question I always ask everyone is, what is your relationship to sex? In whatever ways that comes off to you, it's a very broad question to just be give it an answer to whoever feels like they want to answer it in whatever way they would like to answer it. So however that comes off to you, what is your relationship to sex? Right now, my relationship to sex is more like, it's, just, it's as healthy as ever, as it's ever been. 
I can say that much. It's very healthy at this point. And what I mean by that is like um, pretty much understanding myself, taking care of myself spiritually, mentally, intellectually, all that stuff. So I think right now my sex, like I said, it's definitely healthy as hell than it's ever been before. What, um, how would you describe it before? I know that if it's the healthiest now, it was very unhealthy, but what made those things unhealthy for you in the past? Um, all right, cool. So how the best I can explain it is for how I was introduced to sex, for example, right? So at a young age, I was introduced to sex to pornography, as most men are introduced that way. But now I gain a more different perspective on that wasn't necessarily a, um, a accurate representation of sex. So now, like, I'm more aware of that. I'm more aware of, like, what it, like, you know, being more intimate, things of that nature. Like, it's not just, like I said, the, I guess the, um, like I said, the representation of sex through pornography kind of, like, you mimic what you see, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like that. So I think that's why I think it's more, I'm in a more healthier space when it comes to that. When was the shift for you? When did you realize that that was like a wrong depiction of what you should be doing in the bedroom? I want to say like, I want to say like a couple of years ago, but like, um, as far as like, um, yeah, I want to say a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What made this shift happen? <laughs> what shit happened? Um, looking back at some of my, it's like, um, Looking back at some of my, um, uh, I guess, intercourse with different women. So I'm looking back at what was I doing? Was I like, um, was I mimicking, like I said, mimicking what I saw at a young age? Or was I really like, really into this woman, really pleasing her? But I was, I was been into pleasing a woman, but like really like understanding her body, understanding who she is spiritually, all that. So mm-hmm. that, that kind of like made me understand, like, okay, like it's more than just sex. It's more spiritual, it's more spiritual connection as well too with it. So that's like what I mean by that. It's more of a spiritual uh, experience and then more of a lesson in intercourse or something like that. So that's what I mean by that. What things do you feel like you need currently in order to get to the point where you're having intercourse with someone? Sorry? What type of things do you think that you need currently to get to the point where you're actually having intercourse with someone that you're interested in? Oh, you, oh your vibe got to be right. Your energy. I'm very, right now, I'm very protective of my energy. I'm not going to give that to just anybody. So that's a firm, that's a, that's a first thing that we got to like, you know, establish like, could I vibe with you? Could I have a conversation with you? Could I like, you know what I'm saying? Be around you. Like, like I said, protecting my energy. So your vibe got to be right with me. Your energy got to be right with me before I even, even think about intercourse with a woman. Mm-hmm. What are some signals that the energy is right with someone like besides the conversation what are some other things that signal to you that you can actually probably go further with someone um so i'm a big um i can help i help i read body language so i used to understand like 80 percent of a conversation is body language mm-hmm. so i read that up so if you're, if you're and it's like if you're more you know relaxed around me or you know you, you know <laughs> i'm pretty sure you know what i'm talking about more relaxed around me i see your vibe i see like your your your, your the way your body's moving like you're comfortable that's like an indicator for me okay it's a relaxed moment like we could like if that were the case it could happen that way but mm-hmm. it's about your body too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice you mentioned that like you recognize from the past that a lot of things that you do now have to do with more intimacy than it has to do with like actual intercourse of sets mm-hmm. So what type of intimacy um, do you like to engage in with someone who you are romantic with? So obviously, like, um, you're going to have to, like, it's marinating. So what I mean by that is, for example, kissing, caressing, um, certain, you don't just pull your, <laughs> am I a, you don't mind if I curse? I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I talk, I talk, I can't help it. You know what I'm saying my vocabulary's up the part, but. When I really get into something, I talk. I curse a lot, so I can't help it. You feel me? Before I stick my dick out and try to fuck someone, but I'm going to actually, like, you know what I mean, like, caress the person, have, like, a kiss the person, like, be more intimate with it. So I've learned that being more intimate with a woman and understanding that it's like you're marinating, you're getting her body relaxed. So that way, when you do have more, when you have intercourse, she's fully, like, engaged into it instead of just whipping your dick out and trying to fuck. That's, that mm-hmm. makes no sense. Like you said, like I said before, you're mimicking what you see on porn, but it's not the clear representation of sex or intercourse. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I often talk a lot um, to people about like their experiences and their journey. And a lot of times, even when it comes to women, like women also watch porn. It is the only representation of sex that's out there for real. So anyone who's trying to get any idea of what sex looks like in any way ends up going to porn. And yeah. that is uh, the the issue, you know, the negative representation. Like modern day porn is very different. There's a whole lot of things that are out there. There's a whole lot of different um subsections and you know like pieces and parts of it that you can get into that might be a better representation maybe there's a lot of amateur porn of people who are really in love and so yeah now you can see more different depictions but i would say you know even 10 years ago it was just nothing there that showed like you said the steps the intimacy the connection the closeness and i definitely personally feel like i i know i I need that so it's nice to uh, recognize that like you've grown to that point where you're like recognizing all the things that you know that you need in a relationship do you think that when you were younger you had any negative um experiences that made you feel negatively about sex <laughs> um I want to say not negacy about sex. It's more about the byproduct of it. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that, like I said, what I said before, sex is a um, is a spiritual experience. You create life from it. So when you create life from it, me for example, I had a son. There was things that happened outside of that that you know I kind of like made me like uh, it was some things between me and her, which we're good now. I can talk about it, but we're in a good, healthy co-parenting space. But before that, there were some issues at that period of time that kind of made me, like, think twice about, uh, like, for example, if you have sex with this person, could you see yourself being with this person? Could you see yourself being the mother of your child or just the father of your child? You got to really think twice about that shit. Like, people don't think about that. Like, I don't know if people do or don't, but for me, that was a clear um, understanding, like, a perspective, like, yo, like, you need to think twice about who you're having sex with. Come down to, like I said, spirituality and also protecting your energy, too. So I think that kind of had not a negative experience with it, but more of a caution. Yeah, caution when it comes to that. That's what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. Wow. I never knew you had a child. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got a six-year-old, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's dope. How, how would you, this is slightly off topic, but I guess still connected. Um, how would you say that you both grown to kind of create that cult parenting experience? Do you think that you both were um, in a space of like immaturity when that first happened? Like when you first started to like engage in sex and you didn't, you weren't really that mindful of what it actually was. Um, what you mean, elaborate, what you mean by that? Do you mean that what happened? Like, with you said that you like grown to like, you guys are good now. You guys are in a good co-parenting space. But one thing about sex is that you always think about would you want this person to be the mother of a child because you understand how serious an act could lead to a certain outcome, that outcome being a child. Um, do you think that you and the mother of your child were in a space before that has like grown significantly to be in a better space now for the for that co-parenting to happen? Like what things kind of have like shifted maturity. for you? Point blank period maturity. And mm -hmm. for me, what I, I had to realize, I had to, let, I had to let go of certain things, certain energy too. Like, for years, I had, like, some type of anger towards that because of, you know, the situation that was happening. But I learned that before me harboring this type of energy towards you, it's not going to gain It's not going to gain nothing. All you're doing is receiving that energy back. Mm -hmm. So I guess maturity on both ends. So I had to let go of a lot of anger, which is, to me, now is acting out of anger, holding anger, holding that situation in. It's, it's to me, it's like low-hanging fruit to me now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hold on to that energy. I let it go. So I matured a lot with that. And then, see, I kid you not, since I let that energy go, I've seen a shift in our co parenting um, situation. Mm -hmm. So, just maturity, take time, not harboring certain energy, man, keeping that, letting that go, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good to hear. I'm happy for you. Mm -hmm. um, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. And. I want to know if there has ever been any like myths or misconceptions that somebody put on you or just based on your zodiac sign or your personality. I mean, obviously, like what they say about Scorpios are different, different zodiac signs, like you know, we're freaks or whatever like that. 
I don't necessarily think, I don't think it's that. It's that for me, I realize I'm more open to exploring different things. So I don't know if it's called being a freak or whatever it is, but I'm just open. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I look at it because, I mean, let's keep real upset. It gets boring at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to spice it up with different things. So for me, I'm just more open and free with certain things. I'm not, I'm not everything now. Don't get twisted. But I'm more open to, like, exploring different options when it comes to, like, you know, having fun in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, spicing it up. Do you like to introduce things or do you like for your partner to introduce things or do you like it to be a back and forth? Type um, um, both, both. Yeah, you gotta be able to induce things too. You gotta bring something to the table too when it comes to like you know, um, spicing up the bedroom. So yeah, both parties um, plays a role in like spicing things up. So yeah, I definitely induce things. I like to be a lot of things that I've learned were from women. Mm. So <laughs> I'm saying that actually showed that. And I'm, like growing up for me, I noticed. I look back at like I said in the course of different women. A lot of women I was messing with, I you know, had intercourse with older older mm. so they showed me a lot of different things like okay not every woman likes the same thing so you gotta understand her like i said pay attention to the body language she may like certain things done to her that other women don't like certain things done to her so you got to pay attention to that so yeah you definitely have to like you know what i mean mm -hmm. have that understanding of that mm. definitely what is the biggest misconception you felt like someone had about you about your sex life or the way that you navigate sexually elaborate on that give me an example on that let me see like so the way that i wrote the question was what is the biggest misconception you felt you had to deal with sex wise like i yeah. guess what is something that someone thought about you about your sex life that wasn't true or was false or was some type of i don't know generalized idea that had nothing to do with how you actually live your sex life um <laughs> a past situation they thought that um i guess stagnation i guess it was like they didn't they assumed that they assumed that was the same routine all the time but not realizing that i had to look at it myself like spiritually and that person's energy, I was no longer connected with them. So it kind of hindered me from exploring with that individual because our energy wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of like, okay, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, no matter. No, it's like, I have a lot of tricks up my sleeve. I have a lot of tricks I want to show you, but your energy ain't right with me. So I can't, I'm not going to want to like show you that because there's nothing saying you're doing some things that I'm not too fond of. So that's why I kind of like had a it sucks because it shouldn't be that way, which I realize now, but it kind of hinders you from trying the different things because the energy just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to answer your question, but that's the best way I can explain Yeah, it. I mean, I guess that that was just like a very specific example. Like someone was probably just like, oh, you're the type of person that's boring. You're the type of person that doesn't do a lot. You're the type of person that doesn't really do much in the bedroom. And you're like, no, 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 it's just with you <laughs> because... Yeah. Your energy is throwing me off, so I'm not able to show who I really am. So that answers the question because I guess they just had a misconception of who you were, really, but it's because they didn't connect with you. Exactly. Which I could speak to as well. I think that, like, like I've had someone tell me that I didn't like sex, and I was just like, You're, <laughs> you don't understand me. The thing about it is I don't think that you have to do all the time things that you like. And I feel like mm. that's a very big misconception i think that a lot of people assume that whatever you like you got to do all the time every day and the power of um of doing things on a steady basis and making sure that you're not overindulging in something is like both discipline and also something that feeds into a healthy way to experience something so for me that's the idea of sex like i think that when people are really really like high sex drive that's beautiful and that's wonderful and that's fine but when people match that high sex drive with also having a whole lot of sex and doing a whole lot of sex with a whole lot of people that's when they're navigating out of a trauma experience or a trauma mm -hmm. response and i don't think that is necessarily healthy yeah so i think that right i think it's interesting when people who have a lot of sex or who want a lot of sex tell me that like i must not like it because i'm not doing it a lot and i'm like no 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 i just see it differently or i see it more severely or i see it more uh more importantly for me to do it with 
point like said person here and said person there instead of like everyone everywhere yes um responsibility mm -hmm. like sexually is a responsibility it's a responsibility of power like i said you create life through this you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. that's definitely like you understand that so that's definitely good that's why my perspective changes as well too like it's a responsibility i hold with that it's a certain power you just can't get at anybody you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah definitely man well let me ask you a question like i want people actually like what's your like relationship with sex right now where you at with it mm. okay twisting it back on me <laughs> um i would say that my relationship with sex is like extremely deep and um significantly selective like i am currently abstinent and i have been for probably like the last six months and i can only imagine me continuing the abstinence like for probably another six months like and i'm very very comfortable um being without sex for a very long time because of how much um i don't even want to say value because i think that everybody values sex and of course they're the way that they value it and the way that it um is navigated in their own lives is very differently but i will say for me i just i need to I need sex to be transcendent and to be life changing almost. And for my body to have like a, to, I know that we have certain genitalia and certain areas on our body that considered erogenous zones, like, you know, the breast or the butt or the vulva, you know, for women. But I want my entire body to become like an erogenous zone or an orgasmic zone. And I think that I know exactly how to get there. And I need someone who is just as invested with the time, the patience and the consciousness that it will take for our bodies to be in that, on that journey you know, for that outcome or not to even have an outcome for me to feel comfortable enough actually having sex with them. Like, I feel like the idea of just the regular idea of what sex is right now is so unappealing to me. I have no desire to do it at all. Like, if someone is not, like, on this deeper level that I'm thinking about sex on, then I'm just not, I'm just not interested. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, so what's intimacy to you? A lot of things. Um, let me read this comment. It says, a friend of mine recently made the observation of chasing consistent dopamine and oxytocin as opposed serotonin, and that translates to hypersexuality in Western culture. That's interesting. I think that he's basically saying that, like, seeking the uh, um, chasing dopamine chasing oxytocin and chasing these natural chemicals that go off in our body when like something pleasurable happens or something positive happens is something that we're like kind of addicted to i think that it goes alongside of people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol and you know partying and smoke, whatever it is i feel like like that addiction is you chasing like the, that that high feeling and sex can give you that it naturally releases those chemicals for you and i i understand that people love instant gratification but I am a slow work until I become gratified girl. So to answer your question, intimacy to me shows up in a lot of different ways. I see intimacy like way past physicality. Intimacy to me, because I am an energetic erotic, which an energetic erotic is just a type of archetype that was created by a somatic sexologist. Her name is Miss Jaya. She has this whole breakdown of the type of erotic person that you are so there's about five different categories one of them is energetic there's kinky there's sexual there's shapeshifter and there's sensual i already know i'm a very sensual person but yeah. when i took her test i found out that i'm an energetic erotic and that blew my mind because i it makes a lot of sense but i never knew that that was my art my sexual archetype so what that basically means is for me a lot of things have to do with whatever happens outside of the body like my my electromagnetic energy field is what needs to be i guess like stimulated in order for me to get there sexually so it has less to do with like what people assume as sex and more to do with like the anticipation to get to sex so intimacy could be like someone reading to me. It can be someone like feeding me food. It can be someone staring into my eyes, like things that kind of build, I guess, more um, that tantalizing.
utilizes more of my sensation and creates that longing experience for me to build up the momentum are things that I enjoy. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So it's like the anticipation mm -hmm. of it. I get what you're saying. Because, like, for example, when you go out to eat, you're hungry as hell. You can't <laughs> wait for food. You know what I'm saying? So once you get it, it's like a, like a satisfying feeling. Exactly. I get what you're saying. All right. That makes sense. And because yeah. the energetic connection between me and someone else is something that I love to play in and to help grow and to build amongst, you know, me and my partner or partners, it just makes other things that help us bond and help us get closer also become things that arouse me because it's just creating more of a bond between me and that other person. You know, some people, they love physical touch and maybe quality time is not their thing. So the quality time won't really arouse them. But when someone is rubbing their arm, when they are spending quality time is arousing them. It's like arousing them. Like I am going to be aroused just because quality time is being spent as opposed to like us touching during quality time. I love the progression of us like probably touching during quality time, but just the quality time in and of itself is like good enough for me because it's just making me closer to this person that I enjoy being with. Mm, I understand. That's like what intimacy is to me. What you're saying. So, so just by you saying that and listening to what you're saying without trying to, you know, um, observing what you're saying, observe, what's it saying? Um, observe, uh, observing shit. I can't pronounce the word shit, but um, just thoroughly listen to what you're saying. I can understand <laughs> where you're coming from. So for me, it would be like, I love a conversation, mm -hmm. intimate conversation. Once I have that bond with you, I feel like that's when like be, I feel like once you have a stronger bond with somebody, sex, um, beyond sex, it just makes it greater because you feel like you're more intimate with that person. You know that individual because it's suddenly fucking a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. and I'm saying I think that bond really plays a, a role in the bedroom. But like I said, everyone is different. Mm -hmm. So I gotta, you have to see like what's what will make me more closer to them and them closer to me. Mm -hmm. so what things for you are like some of the core bonding experiences you want to have in order to get there with someone? Um, like I said, first and foremost, um, just being able to have that conversation with you, talk to you, see where your mind's at. I'm saying, see who you are as a person, see where your energy's at. Where you at. That's to me, that's something that I feel like my core when it comes to like having sex. When I was younger, I was like doing my thing. Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying, but as I evolved and matured, you know what I'm saying, as a man, I understand more of like what it is that I really look for. Mm -hmm. Like I said, for me, it's like to me, the first and foremost, it has to be that conversation, mm -hmm. like that intellect, spiritual conversation, intellectual conversation. Who you are as a person, like what do you like, what do you don't like. You know what I'm saying so that when I'm talking to you, it's that way when we do do our thing, like. It's more intimate to me. Like, I know this person compared yeah. to strangers. So I think that's what it is. And if I don't fuck with your vibe, I don't fuck with you. It's point blank, period. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I think for me, I'm a sapiosexual as well. I think that, like, I navigate just life conversing with people and really having a strong desire for the deep connections with people. Um, I really, it's not, a nice, it's not to say that I can't do small talk, but I have grown to become like very averse to having small talk. Like I can do small talk very seldom. I can't do it all the time. I can't like do it as a majority of the things that I do. Like if I'm going to talk to you, like I want to have some type of in-depth conversation or some type of connection where I'm getting to know something about you and your life. It's not just about the weather. It's not just about the sky. Yeah. It's about yeah, no, no. You, know, you and your life. So. I, yeah, I definitely can say, like, the same thing for me. Um, and then just being more energetic, like, it's always about how we are connecting and, and how we are feeling with each other, you know, and flowing. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, question, what is your biggest sexual fear? Yeah, that's a good one. I never heard, I never asked that before. My biggest fear. Let's give an example of that. Um, I honestly don't have any examples. I well, the only examples I do have are things that other people have answered as I ask them. Um, I've had some guests say that their biggest sexual fear is not being satisfied. I had some guests saying their biggest sexual fear is um, not being listened 
to in the bedroom and having something happen that feels like forced, like they didn't uh, con consent to it, which is like pretty deep. Mm. Um, so it really just depends because a lot of people have different fears surrounding sex. My biggest fear, I'll say, now that I hear that, see the example, not being, not being able to be truly myself. Hmm. What I mean by that is, all right, so what I mean by that is, like, for example, I want to be completely free with my partner. Hmm. Like, no judgment, no craziness. No, I'm, not, I'm not in no crazy, crazy shit, but like, like I said, like, I want to be free, be open, be like myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I guess fear of like having to hold back. Mm. But that's what I feel like. That's that's my biggest fear. And like I said, it goes back to the person's energy. Like I may not your energy may not be the right the right person for me and I'm holding back now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be in a situation like that. I think that's about my biggest fear is like not being true and not being truly free to like, you know, be that <laughs> I'm saying that person Here's in the bedroom. Something. Sexual way. Yeah. How many times have you have you? How many times would you say that you have been fully yourself sexually with another partner? Um, it's crazy. I had a conversation with somebody, right? There's somebody I had like um, we had a we had an intimate inquest like years ago. We had a conversation about it, and I think when we was talking about it, she explained to me like she felt as free as possible because I didn't pass no judgment on her. A certain thing she wanted to do and for me as well too so i want to say like honestly a handful of people man that i really like felt like match my energy when it comes sec when it comes to sexual things and that match my energy like a handful of people you know what i'm saying so i think that's what i'll say that i can't count but i know it's not <laughs> any more than 10 i'll tell you that much mm. okay have you said you had a lot it's very small compared to the amount of sex partners that you've ended up having like over your lifetime oh yeah, yeah. people that you can really be as free with is just not that many like compared to other people that you experience sex with yeah that came with maturity too that came with a lot of maturity on my part like i said the uh, misrepresentation of sex through pornography and i realized that, i know that's not how it works you know what i'm saying so it's a i had to mature from that so i guess once i changed that tapped into that i guess that kind of like changed my whole like you know sexual in, uh, experience with certain women mm -hmm. right what about you let me ask you that um uh, my biggest sexual fear Hmm. I honestly never really thought about it. I I guess there's a lot of things to be fearful of. I don't necessarily know if I have any. I think I think about it in the same way that I think about like getting married, for example, because I have been talking about marriage a lot. I would say this year in particular, and like I never talked about being married before. And like when I was in college, I like didn't even believe in marriage, like the institution of marriage. I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. I don't know if I want that. But I think that I have grown to understanding the pure bond and love of an intimate union that is very true and committed on both ends is something that is unbreakable and completely and totally like unshattering. And so when I get to a space where I'm having sex with someone, it's almost as if like those things, even if they haven't been heavily established for a very long time, they exist. And there's almost like, almost nothing that can really happen between me and the person who I have chosen to do this thing with um, that can kind of be negative in that way. Because I've screened them for so long or because I've made sure that the connection that we had is, is such a strong connection or because we've had such a strong bond or because we built something for, you know, over time, I feel like by the time we get to the space, there's not that much... I can fear about where I am with this person now that we are having sex. So I don't know. In a way, it's kind of like, do I even have a fear if I get to that point? But I guess hypothetically, I would be fearful of someone who um, does not, um, what you call it, respect me to the point where they don't care about consents and they don't care about my well-being and they don't care about my health and they don't care about like my body like that's that's like a very big fear for me but i don't ever imagine someone 
who I am having a connection with to to be in that vibe at all. But I would yeah. say that that's like a an objective fear of mine. I you're saying, as long as you keep your screening process intact, you know what I'm saying, I think they'll avoid that. That's why you come with those barriers, those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it comes to like you know the screening process of who you'll be intimate with and who you wouldn't be. So kind of avoid situations such as what you just explained to me. So that's, that's actually good. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that, like, there are certain things that don't pop up and don't surprise certain people, but I do believe that when something does happen, there is even the smallest inkling that gives us a note that something is wrong. And I think that a lot of times we either ignore it or we are not tapped in enough with ourselves because of whatever circumstances that allow us to to not be true to those voices that let us know what's happening. Because I think that almost at all times, our energy is letting us know what's going on. And, you know, our waves are flowing and bouncing off of things. And we, we're always in the know. Like, whether we listen to the knowledge is one thing, or whether we even have the skills to tune into the knowledge is another thing. But I think that, like, our intuition is always working. So um, I agree with you. I think that like just screening and just making sure that that process is happening is just like a positive thing. Yeah, man. Like I said, responsibility and also uh, that too is like time. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no point of squandering time with an individual. And I'm saying that's like time consuming. So um, with the screening process, understand like, hey, I, do I want to fuck this person or not? Nah, you're, you're cool or not? But I'm gonna categorize you in this because also too, there's nothing wrong with platonic friends as well. Mm-hmm. Because who you would be platonic with and who like you can see yourself like having an intercourse with so that also that's part of the screening process as well too there's plenty of women i'm talking to that we we have the greatest conversations but we're just platonic friends and i understand why i keep them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so definitely understand that's part of like my screening process as well too like understanding that yeah that's actually i was i was just having a conversation with my friend because she was talking about someone recently who she is engaging in and she's trying to kind of detach herself from her expectations with that relationship. And I was saying that I am in a space right now where I am not initiating anything with anyone. And it's not to like play games or to have them do things first. Like it's not about like a tit for tat. It's really about matching whatever energy is given to me because I don't want to force my liking on someone else to like me. Like, that's not the space that I'm in. Like, I'm not in that space. I have no desire to be in that space. And, you know, admittedly, I have before where, like, I thought someone wasn't ready for something and then I, like, talked to them and expected them to be truthful enough or mature enough to let me know that they were not ready. But, of course, they weren't mature enough. And I knew that. But, I, you know, it was just, like, this whole thing that required me to put out a lot of um, energy. And I don't fault me or that person for however that worked out or didn't work out. But it is true for me now that like, I do have two crushes and both of these individuals have um, one, I have a pretty good rapport with where if I text this person or call this person, I don't feel no way about texting or calling this person. I know that it will be reciprocated. And the other person, I think that I'm, in the very very beginning stages of like connecting with them but like they have initiated us hanging out us going on a date us doing this doing that and then I can meet that you know and I can match that but I'm not going to create that and try to make something happen where I don't know if it exists or not um so I think with what you are you know, just mentioned about platonic relationships. I'm in the space where I'm just building with people who want to spend time with me. Like, I know that I am popular in a lot of people's eyes. You know, I think that there is definitely a like star factor in a lot of people's experiences when it comes to me. So maybe like the fact that people just want to hang out with me is something that's cool for a lot of people. But that's not what I want. Like, I want you to like me, like my personality, like to hang out with me. If you get nothing but just me in the space with you and us spending time like that should be something that's very valuable to me i want very valuable to the other person like i want someone to have that value when it comes to me and that navigating through that is the only way that's going to i think develop into something romantic and develop into something sexual in the long run like if you can't even be cool with just wanting me around you know 
I, I'm not going to understand if your end goal is just sex, you know, if mm -hmm. the initiative is just to do the sex thing, if like you're working this hard just to have sex, and then you're only working hard only to have sex, and you're working hard to do nothing else unless sex is on the table. Like those type of things, they're not fears for me, but those are things I'm just uninterested in when it comes to connecting with you, with, with, with the person that I'm, you know, attracted to in a romantic way. Now, if we're just getting together and we're cool and we end up just being friends, then, you know, it is what it is. But for people who I can tell like me more than just a friend, like, I'm going to need them to be friend zone, you know, in a way yeah. for me to at least build that rapport, for me to be like, okay, well, this person really does, like, love who I am and I have learned to love who they are. So now we can grow in love beyond, like, this space or this dynamic and just listen to what you're saying man the first thing i could think of when you say that it just hit me with like an epiphany like for example back to what i said respect responsibility when it comes to sex the power of sex being responsible with it like for example a guy like have sex with a woman right in his mind like he just busted nut he's cool whatever you're vibing but her head is like this my boyfriend get married this and that like I'm doing what I'm saying. So this, so she, she has a whole story in her head. Like she's, she's like coming up with, like he's like, nah, I just knocked it down, whatever, cool, whatever, like that. Now I understand y'all, y'all, on two different book pages. Not, not even the same page, different books. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you gotta understand of that. Be understand wary of that, and being understand like, hey, listen, it's not just sex. Like it's more to it. But I think that's when it, having that conversation, with that person. And seeing like what y'all, what are you cool with? What do you want from this? Know what I'm saying, be truthful with it. Know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. that way, if that was a situation where, let's just say I have an agreement, right? That we, we're just gonna be friends, whatever like that. We're gonna friends with benefits. It's cool, whatever. We have the agreement. We talked about it. So now, if that was a situation where you were to catch, catch feelings, it's not a situation where you feel the person feel like this person manipulated me. We go revert to that back to our conversation, like, hey, you know, we talked about this. So now it's up to her to be like, okay, you're right. We had a conversation about her, her or him. <laughs> I'm saying, we're both ways. You know what I'm saying? So we had a conversation about it. So either we could understand it or we could just leave it alone and move forward. Mm -hmm. So that's when, like, that having that conversation, having that dialect of where we stand with this is very important, which I don't feel people, like a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's out in the open. So, like you said, like, to me, just hearing you say that, an individual a woman could be thinking a picket fence and marriage and all this other thing, but this man just like just chilling, having fun. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the like conversation people need to have with each other. Yeah, I agree. I think that like Yeah, I agree. I think that the conversation is important. I think that like the issue Well, there's a lot of issues that come up when it comes to this type of thing, to be what, honest. And I can't even like issue? I can't like pinpoint an issue to be honest like i'm trying to be like well the issue about it is but it's like th there's so many circumstances with so many people that come up in so many ways where a conversation is had about what they have going on about the dynamic that they have and then something might shift or something might change or feelings might develop but like my response to that would be like it's not surprising when this is a spiritual emotional act like people are all always shocked when feelings develop. I told her not to catch feelings. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, this is an emotional act. Like, you're uh, acting like feelings are not supposed to, like, come up. Or she acting crazy now because she got the D. Yeah, because there was an intimacy with her body that happens. And now there's something going on. So I feel like the idea that is so trivial is just something that I have just grown to reject over time. Like it's so not trivial, you know, and it's so understandable how you can develop something emotional based on the fact that the way your bodies are interacting is inherently an emotional act. Like you can do it and be detached emotionally, but I feel like there's something mentally wrong with you if that's happening. Not to say that you are not so set in your body that you can feel certain things very physically and not have to connect your emotion to it. Because I understand that for a lot of people, they have a lot of physical energy that they must release with the act of sex. And so it's not really like a whole mental thing. Sometimes it really is a physical thing for them. And I definitely understand that. It's not the same for me, but I, I totally understand that. But I think that, like, when people um, have that issue with, like, oh, we said we weren't going to get in our feelings and one person's in their feelings, I think oh, that no. 
not saying that. You're going to get in your feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying okay. that, like, oh, yeah. I know that that conversation or, like, that piece or that line has been, like, said before. And I think it's always funny when people are shocked when, like, it's emotional. Like, it's it's sex. It's emotional. Of course it's emotional, yeah. you know. Um, so, of course, emotional things are going to come up when those things happen. Like, yeah, I'm just saying you got age when it comes understand the responsibility. Yeah, y'all need to be conversing you know, about whatever those emotions might be, for sure. Had that conversation mm -hmm. first before you get into that. You don't just assume that, okay, it's all good. Like I said, in his head, he thinks it's all good. But in her head, she's thinking, like I said, she's a wife. She's, I'm saying she has a little story in her head. So have that conversation. Talk about it to see where you stand with that before you even get engaged in any type of sexual intercourse with anybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel what you're I agree. With that. I the first step is the conversation oh, yeah, yeah. Um, conversation should be honest even though it not always is um don't bullshit you they, you know that shit. right <laughs> you know they're gonna try to get what they want <laughs> which is another reason why like it's funny too because one of my uh friends who i actually did sex talk with she talked about her process of you know dating men or men becoming her boyfriends and she talked about how it takes a long time for her to get to the point where she's having sex with them and i'm like see that idea of like, oh, it takes a long time. It's just like, it should be seen as like the natural time frame it should take for you to get to know somebody. Like, you don't know somebody short term. And even if you go off of energy and vibes, which I am all about, like, as much as I am an abstinent person today, if somehow somebody has the amazing vibes tomorrow and I just so happen to do that, I go with energy. So it's, it's nothing for me. But I'm just saying, like, I do you understand how long it takes for certain things to um to be built and for people to be committed to building that you know um and yeah again i think the conversation just needs to be had yeah um hmm, hmm, hmm. what's your next question have you explored sensuality explain that to me so when I usually like ask like, okay, what do you define as sensuality? A lot of people mention, well, everything about the senses like smell, taste, touch, sight, hearing. And a lot of times when you are more sensual or you're engaging in things that are more sensual, you are um, just heightening or I guess stimulating those senses. So if you are like rubbing on someone's skin, then you are, you know, engaging in the sense of touch if you are eating food you're engaging into the sense of taste like smelling someone's cologne and when you hug them it's like engaging into the sense of smell so what um what about sensuality can you say you have kind of engaged with or explored with someone who you're interested in romantically and like what type of sensual things do you like to do with them all right so for me, honestly speaking, I want to say, for me, it's touch. It will be touch. Mm. That's the best I explain to that. Smell. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't know what you mean by smell. Like I don't do you smell nobody. Like the smell of your partners, or do you notice the smell of your partners? Do you notice when someone has how they smell when they take a fresh shower, like their natural smell? Do you like? when they wear certain perfumes or oils, like is, is smell something that like catches your attention? I'll say, yeah, I, I, okay. Now I, I, could, I could say, I could see something like that. Yeah. I could see like a smell, somebody can make me like, oh, that smells good as hell on you. Like it kind of like, cause sex is, smell is a sense of hormones. Mm -hmm. So it triggers something in your um, synapses to like, okay, like I'm, it's weird, but it's part of your hormones though too. So I can understand when it comes to smell. But I'll say like for me, it's a little bit like touch. I say touch would be more of like what I like, but like I said, it's it's just I I've learned so much about myself in these past I want even like past couple months really, it's really about like your vibe, man. It's well, I don't know how to explain, it, man. It's hard to explain to, it, but it's your vibe. But touch definitely plays a big part of my like me like being turned on, being turned on by somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, let's say someone vibe is like right and perfect for you and you two are like ready to be intimate and ready to be more sensual what type of things do you like um in that space and like everything is lining up for you okay all right you want, you want to break down like everything like go in detail 
however you want to do it. I'm here. Here for it. Okay, sorry. So things I like, for example, um, like I said, back to I said, marinating. Like you don't just whip your dick out and start fucking. So you start kissing, you start caressing. Um, for me, I like giving a woman head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I guess that's when smell comes in <laughs> well too. But yeah, and taste. I, yeah, taste too you gotta understand like i don't know women know your ph balance that plays a big role on the smell if your ph balance over if your ph balance over like if like seven it could create a smell sense of uh, smelly smell to it i'm saying so i think that would come to it but like to me it's like i i love i like to make sure i please a woman i'm saying i like to know if a woman is pleased by me like what i'm doing so if i'm kissing her caressing her and also, like I said, give a head to her. Like, that's something that I like to do to make sure she's pleased. So I don't know if that answers your questions, but to me, that's kind of like what it is. So, yeah. Are there other things intimately that are outside of touch that you like to do? Or do you think that one of the biggest things that you like to do the most has to do with, like, touching the skin? Um, good question. Hmm. Outside of touch, what do you mean? Like, you mean when it comes to the senses or just in general? Like, what, what other things that you like to do, either sensually or intimately, that have nothing to do with touch when you are interested in someone? That's a good ass question. I never really thought about that. I never really thought about that. Something that I would like to do that outside of touch that I like. I would say that to best answer that question, I would say it goes back to play, go back to touch or being playful. Like, I mean, that it goes back to football too. So just joking around, like things of that nature, laughing. I think laughter, um, joke with your partner, laughing with your partner, it creates a sense of like, I don't know, like, I don't think it regrets dopamine or anything, but it's like a creates of, uh, I think it does, actually. Hmm? I said, I it, does? it does? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so something like that, like having fun with your partner, laughing and joking, I feel like that's more of like a uh, outside of touch that I would, um, you know, I like. Hmm. What about you? Interesting. I would say that, um, yeah, that's it too. I think when I mentioned earlier about like eye gazing is like a really big one for me. Um, what is eye gazing? Elaborate to so like, like staring into your partner's eyes and not yeah. weird like this, <laughs> but just like just looking at them for an extended period of time, more like a longer time than people are actually comfortable staring. Oh. Um, I think that like there are very few this the same handful of times that you can experience like someone accepting you for who you were and allowing you to just be free in the bedroom i will say a handful of times i've been able to really have eye gazing and experience like that intimacy with like my eyes with someone else on the level that i think um made us more intimate and made us closer but it hasn't happened a whole lot of time but it has happened and it's always like very very intense for me i would say well stuff like that yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard that before, but that's actually dope. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Like, it's not... I actually just shared a post on my story that talks about the importance of eye contact when you're having sex. And there's a whole lot of different benefits to it. But I think that, like... Well, it makes you more present, for one. Mm. It makes you more connected because you're more present. It makes you get out of your head because you might uh, be... Well, not as necessarily say it makes you get out of your head but it can make you feel um, more confident because when someone is looking at you there is a sense of desire that you feel from the person looking at you where you're not confused whether they're into this or not like someone is literally staring you in the face like no you're not wondering like whether or not they're here with you there it's kind of like a very um presence building exercise i feel um also there's like mutual masturbation which i don't know if you've ever done but like having you masturbate and your partner masturbate and you might not be touching 
at all but you two are staring into each other's eyes as you masturbate like that is something that is like very intense and i've done it with one partner but i literally love that um and like that is something that it still has a sexual element of course because you two are both doing something sexual but because you're both doing something sexual to yourselves while staring at each other it's almost like this transfer of energy that's happening that has nothing to do with touch and everything to do with energy and it's very very powerful um so i would say things like that that's interesting that's interesting yeah now that, now that i think about what you said the whole eye engagement it shows that the person's engaged in the, mm -hmm. the, during the process during the experience i'll say mm -hmm. just instead of your eyes closed and like you're wondering what are they thinking about you know what i'm saying yeah, so, i mean not, not only what they're thinking about but a lot of times when people's eyes are closed it's like you know they're because staring into each other's eyes is uncomfortable it is like i become really shy and like it it creates like this and i have like intimacy shyness as well like the closer I get with someone who I want to be romantic with, the more shy I become. And it is a steady, like, practice for me to be, you know, more comfortable with someone as, like, time moves on. And for me to laugh and talk to them and look at their eyes when I speak to them. And I've been practicing so much that it doesn't seem like an issue. People are like, you had that problem? I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem like an issue now. Yeah. But, you know, like, years ago, it definitely was a huge issue for me. Like, I didn't even know how to express my pleasure when I was having sex or when I was experiencing pleasure, like I would feel weird to moan. It was very, very like weird. You, was, you feel weird to I moan? I used to feel weird to moan. I was like so shy to like express so what you do? You how just, I was feeling. I would just be like uncomfortably quiet. It was very <laughs> strange. Yeah, I know. But that was when I was like, that was really before I was having intercourse. Like that oh. was like, yeah, I started having sex at age 21. So I also took a while for me to get to the point where I was even having like intercourse on a regular basis with different partners that I had. And then beyond that, like I had to grow into that comfort level. Um, and I think that as well, what I usually tell people is that like everyone's all always wondering who has the most experience you know like do you have experience i don't have experience i'm not that experienced i feel bad because i don't have that experience and i always tell people it has nothing to do with how much experience you have and everything to do with how comfortable you are because the more comfortable you are the more you're going to gain that experience like if you are uncomfortable no one is going to get any experience it doesn't matter if this person had all this you know if this person is like their profession is sex like that has nothing to do with it if the person who's supposed to be receiving that is uncomfortable yeah. but if you are sitting there comfortable and both of you are sitting in safety and your calmness and you are in a good space to explore it doesn't matter what you know your body will do the work for you like your your body knows what it feels like to be safe and it will open up and allow you to explore and experience things so i say that it was just a learning curve for me or when I was very, very young, experimenting and trying new things and understanding what was pleasurable for me and then understanding that it was okay for me to showcase what that pleasure felt like. Um, it was just something that I had to grow into. I get what you're saying. I maybe asked you a question earlier, like I wanted to ask you as well too, like how many times you felt like you were um, super comfortable with a partner? Hmm. I would say the majority of every sexual experience I ever had. Mm. yeah i would say that i had very few times that i was uncomfortable sexually um and i'm very grateful for that mm. i had very positive sexual experiences throughout my lifetime in general mm. okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> and i'm yeah i just feel like i because i think i act on my freedom and i act on my pleasure most times like i think i do things to be happy and because i choose my happiness usually i think i attract people who make me happy or who want to please me in a way where i am not hiding that part of myself when i happen to have sex with them Mm. Um, even when I was like scared to moan it was not because it didn't feel good it was just because I was fucking awkward and I just didn't grow into having a voice for myself yet sexually which I think just grew with confidence yeah
pompous and maturity, though. I just saying. Mm. Okay. I like that. All right. What's the next question? I know you got to <laughs> ask me. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, oh, for the final question, do you use your sexuality or your sensuality in your work or your art at all? And if you do, how so? I mean, my profession in photography, I, I would say, all right. I'll say for me, it's more like understanding how to make women feel comfortable. So during my shoots, a woman's like, I'm not a creep or anything like that, but I'm more like, okay, I guess, like I said, I read body language. I pay attention to that heavily. So I pay attention to that, see, make sure you're comfortable, your vibe's right with me. Um, so that way, when I take the pictures, when I take a person's pictures, they're like, it's, they're, it shows up in the camera. Mm -hmm. So so I'll say that. So using what I, using my ability, like just to, my knowledge of how to make someone feel comfortable around me, I use that in my photography to like, you know, bring that, bring that out, out, of, out of a person. How do you say that you do that? What are some specific things that you do to make someone feel comfortable? Oh, definitely compliment. You know what I'm saying? Let a person know that. I want to make sure that every woman, every anybody I take pictures of, you feel confident coming out of my photo shoot. So whatever insecurities you think you have or whatnot, I'm going to celebrate you. So that's part of what I do. And it's not where it's disingenuous. It's genuine. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And the concept of, I want you to feel beautiful when I'm taking your picture. I'm going to give you that compliment. I'm going to show you, like, you look beautiful. This, don't worry about that. Like, like, give, like, copying you up. So I think I use that within my photography and my clients so that way they feel comfortable, super, super comfortable with me. So I think that's how I use it. Compliments, different things of that nature. So yeah. Nice. I love it. Well, I think that is pretty much all we got for tonight. Are there anything that you are currently working on? Anything that is coming up for you? Any sales that you're having? Anything about your business that you like to promote um, before we and um the promote i mean honestly i've been focused on like other things outside of photography mm -hmm. that i've been working on like i said my life mission like different passive income <laughs> so photography wise like i'm still i mean that's always been my bread and butter and i'm saying but i have other things that i've been investing in that's gonna you know, take me to i guess that next level mm -hmm. what i'm aiming for mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily to promote right now obviously my instagram page my website but I got a lot of things that's coming up in the year 2023, 23, that's going to like, let you know, me take that next level. That's outside of photography. What about you? Mm, okay, Yeah, I just feel like I am just working to save, pay debt, and reinvest in art. Like, and that's just a trajectory of my focus. Um, and then within a year, or at least shortly after a year, I am going to relocate to Los Angeles. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, cool, it's man. just that is the pigeonhole goal, I guess you can say. Yeah. Listen, Los LA is a vibe. Mm -hmm. Like, try to your energy and like me work with you multiple times. I think you'll fit right in. Yeah. Especially, I think you'll fit right in. Yeah, too. I've been to LA a handful of times. I think I've been there maybe about four or five times. Um, I have a performance art group out there, though. My sister also lives out there now. Um, I still have some friends that move there. I have some New York people who move there, some Miami people who move there. So I don't have a huge network like I do in Miami now growing in Atlanta or in New York. But I think that it is definitely, like, not small at all. So I think I'll just kind of be, you know, inserting myself where there's already a lot of opportunities um, there's also so many opportunities for like gigs and commercials and modeling out there. So I'm looking forward to it. Listen, you're going to manifest. Listen, you're going to be great out there. Trust me. You're going to be great. Speaking to existence, manifesting to reality. Definitely. You're going to be great. Definitely. Definitely. I already know. I already know. I can't wait. Um, I'm really happy that I get to spend a little bit more time in Atlanta because I feel like the lifestyle that I want to have here, I haven't manifested yet um and mm. it's growing and flowing and the connections are being made and you know those things are definitely progressing but um but yeah i think that that la is going to be like a really good move after like working hard here yes yeah, it's gonna happen mm -hmm. i see it i already see it for you man Thank you. i want to have to do a shoot whenever you come down to miami you gotta do that shoot so i got you that last one was dope a lot of good response from that yes so, that's crazy
Remember I told you, I was like, I'm going to repost this because I feel like it ain't get the love it deserved, and I know damn well it will. No, so, I couldn't think that be happening. Like, oh, I don't know. Instagram is cool now, but you already know how it works with that, man. So. Yeah, it's it ain't really cool no more, but it's it still has its its positive parts of it. But but yeah, I'm glad that it reposted and definitely got a lot of traction. I'm definitely looking forward to like more fashion shoots so definitely and then yes. let me know whenever you're in atlanta too because we can always do something here now when we're in la let's see speaking to this our experience when we're in la you're a big ass and the next time we're shoe. in la gonna do a fresh ass shoe you hear me period all right so, so now pleasure thank you so now. much carlson i appreciate you jumping on the call um yeah we can continue talking about this. We can also do a part two if you're ever down for that. I, so definitely, definitely, definitely. I enjoyed this. It's something different for me. Like it's, I'm not really like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But like we had definitely like, like changed my perspective and I'm a little bit more open to have engaged in conversation I would normally have in private with other people. Like why not just have it continue? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. Appreciate yeah, it. I think it's important for people to just receive um, the experiences that men have about this subject on a larger platform, you know. So yeah. I appreciate you being one of the people who chose to express himself and talk about his experiences. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I appreciate having me. All right. Indeed. So I'll talk to you. Have a good night. All right. Good night. All right. Peace.